It's Boomer and Geo on the Fan and the CBS Sports Network. And we're coming to you live for the Bill Ford Tough Studio. Boomer size and Greg Giannotti. It's Boomer and Geo on the Fan simulcast across the country on CBS Sports Network. And where we are in the free Odyssey app. Good Friday morning. A feel-good football Friday ahead of Championship Sunday. And we will find out who will be playing in Super Bowl 58. And the NFL keeps churning, keeps keeping us on our toes as Raheem Morris is the head coach of the Falcons. It's not Bill Belichick. The Panthers hire some guy that was on nobody's radar. And of course, of course, one of the best basketball teams in the league. Yes, they are. They dominated last night. Almost a 40-point victory against the defending champs who came into the garden their last game on a road trip and just got punched in the face and didn't want to fight back. The garden is back to being ours. But it's a big football day. We'll get to all the Knicks. Good morning, Boomer. How are you? Yeah, good morning. I'm a little tired this morning. I'm sure you are. We had a great night last night at Teller's next door. I just want to say thank you to Michael and Kurt Bolson for hosting our Chalk Talk with Coach Gower. And uh, it was a great night. It exceeded every every expectation that I had. The food was unbelievable. The space is ridiculously nice. Uh, they couldn't have been any nicer last night. About 100 people showed up. And uh, it was a great event for our foundation. And hopefully you enjoyed yourself. Oh, my goodness. Uh, it was I, great. I did. And uh, didn't get much sleep last night. So I'm yeah. going to power through. We're going to grind through it today. And uh, I feel like uh, today's going to be a great day because of the football games, of course. And I, when I got in the car last night, the Knicks were just entering into the fourth quarter. And I said, well, What's that score? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, that was amazing to me. So, and Nikola Jokic, I, I was looking this morning. I see where he scores 31 points. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, so he does his thing. How the hell did they just absolutely wipe out the defending world champions? Yeah, I mean, I really think what it was was they had a long road trip, the Nuggets. They came in. The Knicks at home against the defending champs had a point to prove. The Nuggets were basically like, I can't wait to get home. The Knicks come in. They're playing defense. They're flying all over the place. They're playing the best basketball of the year. And in that first quarter, they just dominate them. And the Nuggets are like, okay, we can't keep up with this today. Uh, this And the best part about this is, you know, how many years did we sit here and watch every single superstar in basketball come into the garden and have a career night? And they take it over. And they say, oh, the Mecca, this is the greatest. And 50 for this guy and 60 for that guy and 40 and 15 for this guy. So you're used to that. So when Jokic comes in, you're thinking, oh, this guy's going to have uh, 45, 18, and, and seven blocks, you know. But no, not anymore. Not anymore. As they are defending the home court and it was just awesome. So I, that's what I think it was. I think that in a long regular season, you're a team like the Nuggets who – Played all the way to the end last year and won a championship. And the Knicks came out with, with more want to. And the Nuggets just laid down after that first quarter. Yeah, That's what I think happened. Hit a couple of big early threes, I guess. And then I guess it was the OG and an OB night. Yeah. Because I did, you know, of course, listening to it. And all of a sudden, the crowd starts going, OG, OG. They're screaming for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you look at the stats and you can see that he had a great night. And it was, uh, it's great, man. I'm telling you, the Knicks have done this a couple times now where they have just absolutely blown out somebody. 
And I think it was Portland was the last time they, they did it. And what's more important... Well, in Portland sucks. This is the Nuggets, so it's even I know. more impressive. I, what's more important is that they held them to 84 points. Now, I don't know what the hell... I mean, Mike Malone, Jerry played a cut yesterday from Mike Malone, their coach, saying exactly what you just said. Back end of the trip, guys miss home. We got we to gotta kind of somehow find the energy to play. Mm. I was like leading us right down a path uh, with breadcrumbs saying that his team was going to play like crap last night. Yeah, and basically not even show up. I mean, they didn't even show up, but hell, uh, the Knicks had to take care of business. They did. I mean, I don't think this was the Nuggets team that we're going to see in the playoffs, obviously, but it's just another feather in their cap. It shows you that... You know, when they're on and they're playing like this, they're not messing around. And it doesn't matter who you are anymore. And that that's the exciting part of what this team could potentially do in the postseason is you feel like they can compete with anybody with the way that they're playing. I have to tell you, so I turn on the radio and I'm like, okay, I, I know Monica McNutt's voice. Mm-hmm. I'm like, who's that's John Giannone? It was John Giannone and Monica McNutt last night on uh, on the radio. All right. And they did a good job, man. It was really good. I, th- I thought it was good. It was very relaxed. They both know exactly what they're talking about. And I, I kind of enjoyed it. It was, a- And especially with the score. I mean, that was just a nice thing. And, you know, after all what we had just been through, like, you know, three hours of football talk and everything else. Yeah. You know, my head was spinning. So I needed to like, have a little bit of a calm down moment. Sure. And uh, it was nice just to listen to a Nick blowout. Especially against a team as good as Denver. I mean, wow. I mean, and what are they, 12 and 2 now since OG Ananobi has been added to the roster? And, you know, they still are not playing with the two starting centers. Yeah. Or the, the two, the, the starting center and the backup center. And generally, when the football season ends and the Super Bowl is over, the last number of years, you're thinking, man, we just have a long way to go till the baseball teams, but nope, not anymore. Uh, you've got uh, three hockey teams that have designs on going deep into the playoffs, and you've got the New York Knicks that uh, it, they are a story during the regular season. Told you, man, this is the best team they've had since 2000. Yeah. I, I don't care what anybody says. I, I, the 99 team went to the finals, and since that time, it's just been a grind. And this, you know, this team led by Julius Randle over the last couple of years has made it to the playoffs. They've, they played tough, and then, you know, unfortunately, they run into a brick wall into the playoffs. Now, Saturday at 3 o'clock, they do play the Miami Heat. I mean, Sunday. Saturday, Saturday. And it, 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 the Heat, I think, got blew out, blown out last night at home. So you would think that that game is going to be a little bit more uh, competitive than last night's game is. Or oh, was. Sure. No, and then, a- absolutely, I would expect that uh, as well. But, yeah, so that you don't have the same type of desperation when the Super Bowl is over because we've got so many... Really good local stories, especially, you know, with the Rangers and Knicks and what's going on at the Garden. Had a little bit of it last year, got a really good taste of it. And I think it's even going to be more special this year into the spring, uh, which will be great because the Mets are not trying to win this year. Uh, So we'll at least have maybe into the spring some Knicks and some Rangers to talk about uh, because Steve Cohen has punted the 2024 season. uh, So there's really nothing exciting about that situation. Yankee fans got Juan Soto. They'll be excited about that. And they can yell at Marcus Stroman. But I'm looking for a deep Knicks run this year. I want to get to the conference finals. That's what I want to see. Will they or can they make a move for somebody that they want to add to this group? That that's a big question because you know obviously the trade deadline is coming up, but maybe they only they're going to make one trade. That's it. We'll see. And they're expecting now Mitchell Robinson to be back later on in the season, and it'll be interesting to see if he does play. What happens to the flow of the team? You know, like 
It's interesting. The the Ravens should get back tight end Mark Andrews, and he is a great tight end. He's a great player. He's been their best offensive player since he's gotten there, really, other than Lamar. And now all of a sudden he's been out for, what, 10 weeks, and he's going to be able to play uh, come Sunday. And I always wonder about, okay, here comes a star back, and they've been playing so well without him. He should make the team better, but does it in any way upset the flow of the team? Yeah, and I do think that with football, it's a little bit different. In basketball, the mix that they have right now is perfect. It's absolutely perfect. And I would imagine that Leon Rose is thinking, I'm not jamming someone else in here unless I'm completely right about this. And maybe I'll wait to the offseason, see what happens in the playoffs, see what we need. I think that's probably the more likely route uh, because right now, I mean, you can't argue with what they're doing. I mean, I, I know that you want another guy to put it over the top, but I, I also don't want to force it. It was just two schools of thought. I mean, there's one which is go for it now. This team is playing unbelievable. And if there's somebody available at the trade deadline, you think you can actually win a championship, then you go and do it. But I, I just I would not mess with the crazy chemistry that they have going well, on right you know, now. The other, the other thing with the, the fact that uh, Thibodeau only plays nine players. If you do acquire somebody, are you moving somebody that is in that collective nine players right now that is going to be moved out of there? Probably. So yeah. that that's what you're you know that's what you got to wonder about if they do trade something. They uh, he's not going to play ten or eleven players. Just not going to do it. That's not what he does. That's right. He plays these guys and runs them into the ground. I mean, you know they're all athletes. Why not play them? I mean, there's no uh, uh, Giancarlo Stanton's on the team. Maybe <laughs> Mitchell Robinson is that because he tends to get hurt a lot. Yeah, but when he plays, he plays well. Whereas Giancarlo Stanton, when he's healthy, he doesn't always play well. And he's he goes in these deep slumps and everything. But yeah, Mitchell Robinson's got to stay healthy. I mean, he's just never healthy. And him being out hasn't killed them up until this point. But his presence and coming back could be the thing that gets them to win two rounds this year as opposed to one. And I'm probably, you know, as you always say, you know, getting a guy back like that, it's like making a big acquisition at the yeah, trade yeah, deadline. Yeah, yeah. It kind of is with Mitchell Robinson. Well, let's see when they get there. Let's see what happens. Let's, I mean, you never know what happens, you know, in the playoffs. And I think in the NBA, you can almost expect certain teams to move on. But then they, you do have those really, really competitive, like the Heat and the Knicks. You have really competitive games. And, you know, I think this Knicks team is, I mean, he's got the right mix of youth and, Experienced guys right in the middle of their prime, and guys you know knowing their roles on this basketball team. And as long as Jalen Brunson is healthy and that ball is moving, they're gonna they're gonna be a they're gonna be a tough out. They're gonna really be a tough out. And the other thing that you have to count on uh, is Julius Randle not turning into a pumpkin in the postseason. We have seen him in a lot of postseason spots not be the same guy as the regular season, and this year has to be different. If they're going to go deeper into the playoffs, he has to be as consistently good there as he has been in the regular season, and that would be new for him. So that that is one thing that's a little bit scary, is we have not seen a great Julius Randle in the postseason. And if you do, if you get that, then then the Eastern Conference is going to have to watch out. Uh, but if he, if he does that, like, hero ball, isolation, I got to take over the game, pressures on me i can't handle it crap in the playoffs like we've seen the last couple of years then forget about it and they're not going anywhere but i've got faith because he has been playing his ass off it's the best he's looked 
I mean, he, this guy is just, he's, he's phenomenal. I, I got nothing bad to say about Julius Randle right now. He he's can. been There's phenomenal. No Absolutely phenomenal. Uh, so, the other thing, and we'll get into it now, that was huge, and I asked uh, Coach Cower this at uh, the event last night at Teller's, is, and something we've been talking about, obviously, is why Bill Belichick is still available as the Atlanta Falcons hire Raheem Morris and don't go with Bill Belichick. And he, he said something that was really interesting. And he said that, is Bill Belichick coaching because he wants to win another Super Bowl, or is he coaching just because he wants to get the record? And I said, Wow. That is a really like so Bill Belichick there 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 could be a thought. Now I'm Bill's not saying that that's what Bill Belichick is doing. He's saying that there are owners thinking that maybe he's just hopping onto an organization to get the wins record and just really won't care about building a team and then getting them where they need to be for sustained success. And I thought that that was a fascinating answer. I would say, again, and I, was, and I have been saying it, it's very difficult to hire a coach of this, of this stature because he's going to want to do it the way he wants to do it. And that means people that are in organizations are going to have to be fired. And it didn't sound like Arthur Blank was willing to do that, but Arthur Blank did make a change with Rich McKay and took him away from the football side of things and put him back on the business side of things, meaning that he obviously listened to me. He listened to Bill Belichick. So I, the conversation that he had with Arthur Blank, I would imagine Arthur probably used it as son of a, kind of a consultant meeting. Let, mm. let, let me hear what you have to say about my team and my situation and how we run things here. And I'm, I guarantee you, you know, and this is why it's hard to hire a guy like this. He probably went in there and said, okay, this is, you know, what I probably need for my contract. This is what I need for all my assistant coaches. This is who I want to bring with me. And you have this building that has a million leaks in it. And I do not want to deal with all these people in this building that are trying to save their own ass. That's why the leaks were coming out, you know, this past week, you know, out of that building. there There they are. And that's not something that Bill Belichick is going to want to go into unless that can get handled immediately. Now, Raheem Morris gets the job, and all of a sudden, there's some movement around within the building, and one guy's leaving the football side, going to the business side, and blah, blah, and all this other stuff that I'm sure Bill Belichick opened the eyes to the owner of maybe some of the things that he needed to do internally to get things right. And maybe that makes it better for Raheem Morris to be able to run the team the way that he wants to run it. I mean, that that's really the important thing. And, and the thing about Raheem is that he, he had a good year with the uh, the Rams as their defensive coordinator. This is the second time around for him. So hopefully he learned from his previous spot and now can be the coach that he wants to be, and he's got a pretty good young team. They just have to find, of course, a quarterback to play for that young team. So Bill Belichick is not going to coach this year. He's not going to be the head coach of the Seahawks. He's not going to be the head coach of the Commanders. So he is not going to be coaching in 2024, which means that if you are a coach on the hot seat in 2024, Bill Belichick is going to be over your shoulder, and there are going to be owners out there that maybe in this hiring cycle weren't thinking about it, but after a bad year, things not working out, again, maybe year three of a rebuild that's not working out here, all of a sudden, I'm coming home, I'm yeah, coming okay, home. Yeah, I know, you never know. Tell the world. So, yeah, I mean, that, and, and I love Brian Dable. I've made no bones about that. I think he is awesome. I want him to succeed. 
However, the reality is this. He and everybody around him is thinking the same thing. That if we don't have a good year, and it's going to be hard for them to have a good year, unless they have an all-time draft and offseason and everything works out and they, they somehow go to the playoffs. If they do not have a good year, everybody's going to be talking about that. You just tell me who their starting quarterback is going to be for the first month of the season. You think it will be Daniel Jones? You Daniel think Jones? Ready to go? Uh, I, I don't. I don't know. I mean, with that with that injury, I don't know. And I would say probably better than fifty percent. But if it's not, then what the hell are you? I mean, what what are you doing? It's right, not and, and they become they become a staff that uh, is going through a rebuild right now. They're going through a an offensive side rebuild. They're going through a defensive side rebuild. It's like they're starting over two as a staff, mm-hmm. and they're going into year three. And they're not like it's like they're losing guys because they were successful. They're losing guys because there was dysfunction. That's right. So that that plays into all of this. And hopefully Brian Dable gets the coaches he wants in here to be, you know, the defense coordinator, to be, you know, all the offensive coaches that he wants. It seems like he's adding guys that he feels comfortable with now. And and maybe they weren't available the first time around. But I'm telling you, they go six and eleven, they go five and twelve. And it's another lost year with an, with another situation like we've been down before. Like it feels like a thousand times with the Giants. And Bill Belichick is available. Yes. As a free agent coach. And John Maris says, wait a second. Bill Belichick can break the coaching wins record wearing Giants gear. How do you say no? How do you say no? That That's why the pressure is on. There's no question about that. And. You know, Rob Sala got three years and really amazingly has only won 18 games. But I think the reality is the coach and the owner and the general manager all realized that it came down to one Achilles injury and they weren't going to hold him really accountable once that happened. And, you know, quite frankly, uh, he got a break, you know, because most owners are impatient. Yeah. And now he and uh, the, his staff and uh, the Dable staff have got to win this this year. I think the Jets are a little bit better set up, assuming that Aaron comes back and he's healthy and he's everything we expect him to be, and their defense is good. I mean, the Giants, I, I don't know what to expect from them at this moment as we sit here right now. I mean, they've got nobody on offense. I mean, especially if Saquon's not there, they don't have any weapons. They're nothing. There's no talent there. It's crazy. I mean, they probably have the worst situation from a talent standpoint on offense in football, I mean, and I, I don't think it's even close. I mean, that is their biggest problem. I mean, so how are you going to win and and save your ass when your roster sucks? I mean, the quarterback regressed significantly this year. Yeah. And got hurt twice. I, I'd like to know what, what the plan. I, I Obviously, I don't know, and they're not going to tell us. I wish I could be a fly on a wall to figure out what they're talking about and how they're going to fulfill the most important position in football. And that kind of leads me before we go to break. You know, this week, or I should say last week, Patrick Mahomes got hit once in 41 plays, scored 27 points. They should have scored 31 points. And there wasn't one pre-snap penalty in Buffalo. As loud a stadium as there is in the NFL. Now they got to go on the road against Baltimore this week with against a much better defense. It'll put a lot more pressure on them. But the point being is that 
how do you how would the Giants even stack up against any one of these four teams that are that are semifinalists here? Uh yeah, not not even close. I mean, they're not even close. I mean, even think about it too. It's not like the the Detroit Lions. I mean, they were a team that didn't make the playoffs last year, and then they came back. Now they're in the championship game. I, I don't think the Giants would have a shot against them. I mean, and now we're talking about you know Jared Goff and Brock Purdy being the two quarterbacks in the NFC, and just the way those teams are built around those guys. I mean, that's why they're as good as they are with two very good head coaches, and the Giants are just they're miles and miles behind from a roster standpoint. It's just it's it's. Bad, especially on the offensive side of the ball. All right, Boomer and Geo on the fan and CBS Sports Network. All right, Boomer and Geo on this feel good football Friday. This one, and then in two weeks, we have another one from Vegas, and then it's all over for this season, amazingly enough. Jerry Recco is with us. What's up, Jerry? Well, good morning. We are brought to you by the Farmer's Dog, fresh human-grade dog food delivered right to your door, and also brought to you by Town Fair Tire. Nobody beats Town Fair Tire. Nobody. Yes, the football season will be over soon, but you know what's not going to be over soon? Your basketball season. I don't think it's any... Shot clock now at 10. Three and a half remaining first quarter. Randall from three. And usually, as you hear Kenny Albert on MSG, you would not play a first quarter highlight. Why would you? But when the game is over in the first half, it makes sense. And this game was over in the first half. The Knicks walloped the Nuggets 122-84. to uh, That was Julius Randle with a three. He had 17. OG Ananobi, 26 points, 10 of 18 shooting. Here was Tibbs and why the team is thriving right now. I don't think it's any one guy doing something you know, that carries everyone else. It's everyone, you know, playing to their strengths, covering up their weaknesses. How do they complement each other? And it's working. Here was Ananobi on MSG. How come your fit is so well with this team so far? Oh, just them encouraging me to be aggressive and uh, just play hard and make winning plays. We all try to do the same thing, so it helps out a lot. All makes sense, but this was the defending champion Nuggets with uh, Nikola Jokic and such. Uh, here was Jalen Brunson. How did you do so well against this team on this night? I think it's a, it's a mixture of a lot of things that's a really good team over there i think we called them on a bad night so uh, i mean that's honestly not typical of them but um hey i mean wins a win and uh, i'm glad we got one i'm glad we fought and played yeah. well and you look up now they're 28 and 17 they're fourth in the east and only two games behind philadelphia for third um one story that came out as they won five in a row by the way is that jalen brunson is not going to be an nba starter he clearly will be a reserve that having been said, not good enough for one Charles Barkley on TNT. I'm never going to throw shade at Dame Lillard. I love him as a person and as a player, but I would have loved to see Jalen Brunson be a starter. I said this last year. I can't believe what a great player he's turned into. But he went to the Knicks last year. I was like, that's a good signing. It's one of the best signings I've ever seen How for a free that? agent. Damn, one high of praise. The best he's ever seen. Oh, we've been saying that. Yeah, well, you know, go I mean, and win a championship, I, I mean, and then it'll the be up I, there. Yeah, the I, LeBron James the, is probably the, the best one. He, the moment he got here and started playing, we're like, we finally have a legitimate point guard. Yeah. This team has never, I mean, like, I, I'm telling you, it goes all the way back to Walt Frazier. Never had somebody that has controlled the game even remotely close to the way he controls the game. And it's exactly what this team needed to get the ball out of the hands of Julius Randle. You ever see the video with him and his dad when he was a kid working in the park? 
You ever see that by any chance? With, no. Oh, with Rick Brunson. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. With just like, if you want, Brunson is hard on him, but he keeps, keeps repeating the message. If you want to be great, you got to put in the work. And then he'd get tired. He'd move. Let's go. Shoot. Again. Again. Really very interesting in what? terms of the work ethic. Yeah. was right. Look no what he, no look, question. Look what he turned into. Great player. No, no doubt about it. So 28 and 17 for the Knicks now. Uh, for the Nets, well, they almost completed the comeback. And if you were watching very late, I know you weren't. Silver lining. No, there's no silver lining. I you, you sound like a silver lining no, spot. No, no, not at all. I played gonna go, hard. I'm going to go in the lead, but they lost. I actually never said played hard. I didn't say oh, that. Oh, I'm sorry. I said they were working their way back from big deficit. Uh, they were within two. So that means you're playing hard if you're working your way back. I mean, you, that means you're giving effort. If you would like to say that, sure. That's okay. not what I said. What I was saying was they were on the verge of uh, maybe completing this nice comeback, and they put the ball in their star's hand. O'Neal does not have a timeout. Gets it in. Out top. Bridges with a spin-out. Working right. Lost a handle. Gathers again. Got run into by McDaniels. And a foul call. With 1.2 seconds left on the shot clock and 2.4 on the game and clock. Mikhail Bridges going to the line for two to tie the game. But when it goes bad, it all goes bad. And you can't make two if you don't make the first one, right? 2.4 seconds to go. First on the way. No good. He missed it long. Yes, he did. And that was it. And then they would try and miss it intentionally. You know how that goes. And there was a violation. You know, they lose. 96-94. Chris Carino. Feel bad for you, pal. Uh, they lose by two. Carl Anthony Towns, 27 points, nine rebounds. Enough on that. Okay. Um, Giants linebacker. Kayvon Thibodeau. Oh, he's back in the news. He was on the 7 p.m. Brooklyn podcast with Carmelo Anthony. And they were talking about a whole Birds bunch of, of stuff. Feather. <laughs> I will tell you, good watch. Yeah. Very good watch. Very well put together show. I won't call it a podcast. It's a real well-produced show. Uh, they were talking about the start of the season. And Thibodeau was mentioning how things got out to a very nice start in that first uh, possession against the Cowboys. How the giant offense was humming along right down the field. And they were thinking, man, we are going to be good. Then you get the block field goal, and then everything just completely fell apart on them. And then Thibodeau at some point right after this talks about how the salary cap hurts teams in terms of depth, I think is where he was going. And this is how it starts. You pay Daniel Jones $40 million. We not, and it, it was a great I, – I, me, I believe. A lot of people was mad at that. All right, so that's not him that said a lot of people that was mad about that. That was Carmelo Anthony's co-host, so I forget his name. But a lot of people was mad at that, meaning the Jones contract. But you clearly heard Thibodeau say, and I think he was about to say, great deal. I believe in Daniel Jones. Um, then the host jumps in and talked about how people didn't like the deal. Okay. A lot of people was mad at that, but I was like, let listen. Me, let me tell you what I'm mad at, and it's the only thing I'll say about that. What I'm mad about is that Saquon, because if you look at the game, the tape, Saquon was responsible for at least... 30% of our explosive plays. Oh, yeah. Not more. Going back to the previous season, and then he says it should have been Barkley, then Jones, that got the big payday. So for me and for the integrity of, you know, working together in hard work and we all believe the same things, I feel like Saquon should have got paid first. Yeah. I mean, when you're essentially calling out your general manager and the owner for the business that they are doing and talking about other teammates' money, that's not going to go over well. Mm. I know he has one of his guys' backs, but it's a weird one because he clearly started it by saying he's a fan of Daniel Jones. And then he got interrupted. He got interrupted by saying that the host was the one that said people didn't like that. I don't think he's knocking Daniel Jones. He's not. Uh, he's knocking the Giants organization. That's what he's doing. Which he gushed about moments later about how well I just, put I just, together I and run he, it is. I, I know, but I understand what he's saying. 
And, you know, from a player that we've sat here for years and said that these running backs are underpaid for what they do, even though they don't make it usually through the season. So he's kind of saying the same things that we have said. But, you know, he's an active player on a roster, a second year player, and he's questioning some of the decisions that Joe Shane has made. I could see that. But that. I thought it was going to be worse than that. It's not. I didn't I, think it was that bad. I don't either. think it's that bad at all. I don't. I really don't. I think the headline looks worse. Yeah, I mean, he's supporting Saquon, and look, we all like Saquon, and but he plays the wrong position. You know what can I tell you? He's just. It's the running back numbers are just not going to be what they used to be. All right, Sunday at three o'clock, Chiefs Ravens AFC Championship game. Of course, we'll have it for you on the fan. It will be on CBS as well. Here is Patrick Mahomes looking across to the other side. Just loves Lamar Jackson as a player. He's going to be the MVP for a reason. I mean, he's, he goes out there. He, he leads his team. Um, he, he scores. Um, he, he runs. He throws. He does whatever it takes to win, and, and that's what the great greats do. And John Harbaugh knows when he looks across to the other side, they're facing a battle-tested club. They've been in this situation, you know, many times, and uh, uh, they played in this game. So th- I think they're a very experienced team. You know, they're a hardened team. They've been through a lot, and uh, – and, and, uh, I'm sure that's a, that experience always is helpful. And I wasn't going to play this. Um, well, I wasn't going to play it because I didn't see it until I just right before I walked in here. So remember the whole thing in the suite with Pat, Pat Mahomes Sr. And, yeah. and you had Jason Kelsey and how disgusted he looked? <clears throat> well, we got to the bottom of that. Pat Mahomes was probably talking baseball with Evan and Tiki, but he was on with them yesterday on the fan. Oh, was and, he? Yes. Oh, nice. Yes. That's a and, good get there dispelled the myth apparently you're in the booth yes last weekend watching the game you see with your arms crossed you got jason kelsey shirtless chugging beers taylor swift's in there and i see you just look over your your shoulder like what the hell is wrong with you people what was going what was that booth like i mean it had to be crazy up there well you know what's crazy is that the people uh thought that was me but it wasn't me oh was it actually, wasn't <laughs> no i was actually two booths down what? Yes, he says that's not so. That's not. He oh. looks like. Oh, he said he didn't see Jason Kelsey until he saw him in the bathroom. After that, <laughs> Dad looks just like him. Not him. Wow, and it, that's been a theme everywhere. Well, I've apologized to Mister Mahomes. Yeah, how about that. Oh, who, so who was it? I don't know. <laughs> uh, he didn't. I don't know. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> you know who I think that maybe was? a security guard, maybe. You know, I think that was. No, who was that? Larry Abraham. That's who <laughs> that was. That's probably who that was. By the way, I would like to thank yeah. all the Twitter mentions yesterday for people sending me rosters of the Maryland team <laughs> from 1981 and all the letter winners. <laughs> from Unbelievable. All day oh, long. Funny. Yeah. I know. It was funny. Uh, Niners Lions for the NFC Championship. Here's Dan Campbell knows nothing easy uh, in this game. You got your hands full in. in- both regards you know and and uh purdy does a hell of a job you know they throw a lot of daggers middle of the field and he does a hell of a job with touch timing rhythm and that's brock purdy who knows 60 minutes sunday is all that matters to get where they want to go you're real with yourself you understand where you're at as a quarterback um how you played um and it doesn't matter if you play good or bad like you can't i don't think take really any of that with you the next week it's a new game it's a new scheme it's new environment everything and that's it and there'll be uh two teams standing on sunday and they will go to vegas for super bowl 58 which will be played on february 11th no bill belichick in atlanta we know this now because raheem morris is the new head coach of the falcons the panthers hire bucks offensive coordinator dave canales as their new head coach the islanders battled back 
A uh, couple of goal deficit in the third, but then Sean Monaghan, that's a 3-3 tie. With about two minutes to go in regulation, the Canadians beat the Isles 4-3. The Hurricanes over the Devils, 3-2. Jordan Stahl, second period goal. The difference there put them up 3-0. Rangers, Golden Knights tonight. And just one note, believe it or not, from tennis, as Yannick Sinner beat Novak Djokovic in four sets this morning oh. to advance the Australian Open final. All right, Boomer and Geo on the Fan and CBS Sports Network. All right, so you guys know, next week, I got to go out to Vegas for a couple days, and I got to shoot that Super Bowl's greatest commercials. Yeah. You know, and every year, um, I get uh, a photo of what my co-host is going to wear, just so I can... I just stop. That I can try to match Daniela Rua. Yeah. Some way. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, like, old enough to be her dad, by the way, so... uh, it's every year. It's like it's a big thing. I, yeah, I, I, it's a it's a lot. Of, it's a heavy burden, man. So I got this year's outfit by her. Yeah, there there it is. I mean, come on. I mean, can I? What am I going to wear? What am I? How am I going to match that? Uh, maybe with that gangster suit you had on, <laughs> with your zoot suit. <laughs> you should go back to the zoot yeah, suit. No, yeah, I, I mean that is. So. Um, is that like top secret information? Is that like an embargo? You're not. No one's allowed to see that outfit. No, you can't see it yet. Oh my goodness. Yeah, and by the way, she's forty. So oh, she, she is okay. She doesn't look forty. She's a woman. She's forty. Uh, no, I know. Uh, I mean, it's just like I don't know how you. You can't match it. You, there's nothing you can do. You just have to. You have to ride sidecar in that situation, man. You know, like you'll do the things you need to do as far as. Running the show and being you, but as far as the outfit goes, you just got no shot. You've got no shot. No shot whatsoever. <laughs> no shot whatsoever. I was looking. I'm I'm so bummed out about the weather out there. Yes. <laughs> this this week out coming up looks awesome out in Vegas. The week after when we were there, it looks terrible. It looks like Long Island winter weather. I knew it wasn't going to be like 80, but... It's like gross. Super Bowl week's not going to be great, huh? No. Well, <laughs> it's oh like boy. 50, rain, 50, 50. Yeah, and then up in the mountains where we're supposed to go play golf, it's like snow and rain and 45. Yeah, I don't know about that. But you can't bail on me now. We got to go. <sighs> got to go. Yeah. I mean, if it weren't for I don't think they're going to let me there if you're not there. (laughs) Even though I did go uh, last year in June. It's funny. I'll just tell tell a quick story. And trust me, I'm totally self-aware of where I stand in the world. But this was was very funny. So I send an email out. A great friend of ours, Casamigos, Leon Seidler, says, you play this, this course out there that you played last year. Send me the days of Super Bowl week that you're available and what times, and I'll send it over there. So I said, great. So you're only available to play two days. And Lee goes, you'll be playing all week out there. So I write, (laughs) Monday, Monday, Jerry Recco, Greg Giannotti. Tuesday, Boomer Esiason, Jerry Recco, Greg Giannotti. Wednesday, Boomer Esiason, Jerry Recco, Greg Giannotti. Thursday. Jerry Recco, Greg Giannotti. All right? Okay. Take a little advantage, I think. 
Well, what? Do you, no, Lee, I mean, Lee uh, said. Oh, he did. Okay. To send that email. All right. Okay. Because you're playing. Take it. I'm not taking. He told me you're playing all week. Okay. So those are the days that we could play. You know and, what and days you're available. And the thing about it, Lee knows the, the psycho that you've turned into. Right. I mean, you get golf. I mean, you get. I mean, you might as well take a Viagra. <laughs> I mean, that's. I mean, you're just crazed. Oh yeah. So all right. So yeah. So then ahead. the email comes back from the general manager. There goes. We will be. Happy to accommodate you the two days that Boomer is coming. (laughs) (laughs) Which is great. And Uh, I just laughed. So the point is now that you can't, I can't show up there without you. I'll get the boot. I need you. Again, this is pressure. I I mean, you're putting pressure on me. I need you. (laughs) And if you don't, and here's the thing. So this was, you told me this was my thing. I had to take care of at this particular place. And I did. I got to set up the days that I took care of you there. Everything's done. They got the tea times for us, everything. If you if you don't want to play in the mountains where it's 45 degrees, <laughs> then now we're going to have to find other connections to play down oh closer God. to sea level. So I don't know how we're going to do that because it'll be like 50, not in the mountains, 51. It's going to be right. like 45 and raining up in the mountains. Let me let me get out there next week and, you know, survey the land. whole thing. Yes. Lay the land spot. Yes. All right. I'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, you you went all in. I'm going five days. I'm going to be there for five days. I'm playing golf for five days. I'm coming for five days. I'm like, Jesus. Yeah, I know. But here's now the issue. Like, as we're talking off the air, you're like, man, if this weather isn't good and, you know, I'm, I'm busy. You said probably the worst thing you've ever said to me. Okay. Maybe we don't bring the golf clubs is what you said. Okay. I, I was like, <laughs> What do you mean? I've got nothing else to do. I'm going to be sitting there next to Stephen Waldron at Blue Man Group if we don't bring the golf club. Don't do this to me, man. I will play in 25 degrees. I don't care. I got to do it. I have to play. But honestly, like, I don't know. Like, all right, Al's Gina is going out there. Eddie can find something to do anywhere. It just doesn't matter. So those guys will be fine. They'll figure out stuff. But Jerry and I, if we don't have this, we're effed. What am I going to do? Walk around, drink and eat and gamble for nine days? I will <laughs> die. You want me dead? No. No. We need to make this happen, man. I got to do it. It's okay. not up in the mountains. It's got to be somewhere. All right. Well, well, just leave it the way it is right now. Okay? You're freaking me out, man. All right. I'm going to be freaking, freaking me out. out. I, I'm sorry. You said maybe we don't bring the golf clubs. I didn't realize you were going to have this response to that. But honestly, I'm afraid for my well-being. Okay, I can see that. In, But in that environment, for <laughs> nine days with nothing to do, I am afraid of what I am capable of if I don't have something to do during the day. I mean, you're putting a lot of pressure on me, man. <sighs> I mean, you really are. I mean, I, I, I will bring my golf clubs. <laughs> I will. We will survey the land when we get out there. I mean, maybe we just play nine. I mean, if it's totally freezing. Yeah, yeah, And we're the only idiots on the golf course. Which would be great because you keep moving. Right. Just keep moving. Be fine. You're done. Two two and a half hours. You want to go hiking with me? No. Are you really going to go hiking? I'm strongly considering renting a car. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. To go drive around and then uh, go hiking in the mountains? Yes. I may, if, if this whole thing falls apart, that's something I would actually consider, believe it or not. 
I would consider that a little exercise, something different, get away from the get you away from the drinking, the drinking, the, the eating, and the gambling, and the. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> all right, all right, just calm down. I did. I had no idea that this was going to set you off. I thought we just had a a nice conversation off the air where it was going to work out and everything was going to be fine. And maybe we don't play because it's too cold. And then I I did not expect this. I mean, you take a father of two young children and put them in Las Vegas <laughs> without their family for nine days and yes. nothing to do. Yeah, well, you've had a long week. I've had a very long week. Yes, you have. I've been running a hospice at my house. Yes, I know you have. Is that better? Ah, slightly. We're getting there. We're getting there. There was some movement. She was, had a vice CU. <laughs> uh, no, not really. She took her little uh, fluid bag and went down the hall a <laughs> couple steps and then went back. But yeah, I've I feel bad for her. But it's, but it's I like it's a, like we got to get out of bed now. Okay, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> we gotta. <laughs> and it's enough is enough now. We gotta. We gotta get up. We got. We got to resume. Many, how many days has this been? It was Sunday. Wow, so Sunday. So, been, so she's hit. She got hit with the flu. Yeah, yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Oof. Bedridden since Sunday. Wow. Yeah. Rough stuff. IV doc came yesterday. Perked her up a little bit. A lot of popsicles. Well, that's good. A lot of popsicles. A lot of Gatorade. A lot of, you know. And I like the fact that you're stepping in there and taking care of things. That's right. Yep. Everybody's chipped in here. Because when Mama goes down, the bleep hits the fan in a big way. Yes. And everybody's been chipping in. You know, next man up. <laughs> We've had the next man up mentality. Whether it's my parents, mother-in-law, me, we are we are chipping in. But it has been long days. And mother-in-law did not get sick? She did get sick, but she's she's battling. She's battling. But she'll let you know. You know what I'm saying? Like, she, like when she's like... <laughs> <laughs> No, nah, I'm fine. I'm really no, I'm fine. <coughs> I'm like, you need me to like, you need me to call somebody else. No, no, no. I got it. I got it. Head. I'll be. <coughs> <laughs> you sure? No, no. No. I mean, I, I haven't felt this bad probably in 25 years, but I'll be. I'll be. I'll be fine. You know. <laughs> This is what's going on. Yeah, but now I know why you reacted the way you did when I said we weren't. I was not going to bring the golf yeah, clubs. See, there you go. Now you get a little insight, insight into the life. You're, you're dealing with all this pressure, and you figured this this golf thing is going to like uh, alleviate some of that pressure. You're going to have some enjoyment in your life. Exactly. Yep. 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 And you're going through it right now. Oh yeah, I'm going through it. And now I'm feeling, you know, the shrapnel from that. Yep. You are. That's what happens when you see someone every single day. You know, you're part of their lives. And you're getting it now. You're getting the runoff. I am. You're getting the runoff. It's, it's, it's amazing. Uh, all right. All right.